1: Welcome back. The flu shot controversy just won't die down. The government keeps insisting there is no shortage while we keep hearing from people who say they can't get a vaccination. Now, after a bunch of people complained that their appointments at Rexall pharmacies were canceled because of lack of supply, the premier yesterday responded by calling out Rexall.
0: As for Rexall, my friends in Rexall, you knew the allocations that you had, so don't overbook people. It's very simple as that. You knew exactly how many flu shots you had, similar to shoppers, so don't overbook. If you know you have X amount of flu shots, book X amount of flu shots.
1: Okay, Rexall doesn't want to respond. I I can't say that I blame them. Uh, They say they're working with the government, but was that fair? Uh, We have heard from some providers uh, who say that their shipments were short. Uh, You remember, the premier just said everybody knows how much they're getting. And last week, a Rexall pharmacist told me that only 20% of the province's supply was allocated to pharmacies. So does that reflect where people are most likely to go to get their flu shots? On the other hand, it's very hard to blame the government over the amount they ordered. They say they got a million more doses than last year. And last year, 300,000 flu shots went Unused, wasted. That's millions of dollars. So, uh, what were they to do? How were they to guess? Uh, let me hear from you. Have you been, get, have you got your flu shot? Are you going to get it? Are you frustrated? Is it, is it, uh, like, what do you have to go through to kind of get a, a place somewhere? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 Let's bring in John Papasturgio, who is a pharmacist at Shoppers Drug Mart, Justin Bates, who is the CEO of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who is a Toronto-based family physician. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, Libby.
1: uh, Justin, are you there?
2: I am and thanks for having us.
1: Okay. Uh, Iris, you put a number on this. You said there was a 500% increase in demand. Where'd you get that number from?
3: Well, the number comes straight from the government's mouth, actually. That is from the health critic who said that the demand had gone up by 500%. And what's concerning is that Ontario did what Ontario should have done, which is listen to the data. The data basically said the demand had gone up by 20 percent. And what did they do? They raised the number of doses purchased by the ministry from, what, 4.4 to 5.4 million doses. They went right with that guideline. And what's happening is that because Toronto is a hot spot for COVID-19 and Ontario is generally a hot spot province, that has raised the demand for the flu shot after the study in Brazil showed a 20% reduction in death from COVID-19 in individuals who had received the flu shot.
1: Okay, so uh, that number seems to be good, and, and frankly, that that's good news if you have more people getting the flu shot. Justin, uh, uh, 300,000 doses last year going to waste. Uh, do we have any idea how much taxpayer money that adds up to? What's what's the wholesale cost of a flu shot?
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the exact costs are, but certainly going through pharmacies has been proven to reduce spoilage and wastage by utilizing the pharmacy wholesale and distribution network. And we want to make sure that we are working together with government, that we're protecting public health and making this program successful by vaccinating as many people as possible This is a good problem to have, as you mentioned on the outset. Demand has uh, soared, and we're doing our best to manage patients effectively and safely by booking appointments. I would say that the expected uh, orders did not necessarily come through for all pharmacies, so all of the bookings that were made for patients was based on what pharmacists expected to receive in terms of supply.
1: Okay. Uh, John, did you get the supply that you expected?
2: Yeah. Hey, Libby. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I did up to
4: this point. I think uh, this is actually the first time that I'm out now. So I still have uh, seniors high dose vaccine available. I have quite a bit of that. Uh, where I've uh, run out is the uh, quadrivalent vaccine that non-seniors uh, would get. And this is really the first time this entire season that I'm I'm out. But to put it into perspective, in a busy kind of uh, year, my busiest pharmacy will do, give about 1,500 flu shots that same pharmacy right now is uh, approaching about 5,000 and we're only about three or four weeks in. So uh, I think Iris's number is dead on. We're looking about five times uh, what we usually see in traffic. So the message is out, get your flu shot, get it early. Uh, That being said, uh, I think we do need to kind of resolve what's going to happen with quadrivalent vaccine over the next little while.
1: Okay. Okay. you, you're saying you've already vaccinated 5,000 people at your, uh, are you only, uh, doing it at one of your pharmacies?
4: No, no, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's my highest store. Uh, if I add up, uh, all, all four of my stores, uh, you know, I'm well over probably, uh, 10, 11,000 flu shots. So, uh, I haven't seen numbers like this in community pharmacy, uh, since I started to practice. It's, uh, it's been quite a wild ride for us trying to, you know, vaccinate the patients, manage the, the logistics of the traffic in these stores uh, during a pandemic. But I think uh, we've done a pretty good job now. It's just waiting to see if we can get some more vaccine.
1: OK, but so let me one more sort of numbers question. So how many people do you vaccinate in a day?
4: Uh, it depends on the store, but uh, my uh, on my busiest day, I had done about five, six hundred flu shots in the busiest store. Uh, Generally, what's normal for me now is about anywhere between two and three hundred patients a day, as long as the vaccine's available. That's starting to drop off now a little bit. I think we had the initial surge where people were uh, very excited. Vaccine was, uh, you know, available. The media got the message out. It was dying down. Now I'm doing entirely seniors, and that number has dropped to, you know, anywhere between 50 and 100 patients.
1: Okay, Iris, how many people uh, do you vaccinate in a day when you have supply?
3: When we have supply, we're limited by the very strong restrictions that we have in place. So we're doing social distancing. We have to wash everything, you know, wipe everything down between patients. So on a busy day, we'll do up to 30 vaccines. You know, so, so far in our clinic, this is between the two of us. We've administered close to 250 vaccines. We still have stock available. The problem that we faced was initially the delays. There was a, a close to a week's delay initially, and on our second delivery, there was a two-week delay. So I think the delays are preventable. You know we 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 need to have better inventory system
1: okay now do either of you of course, we put calls into public health i mean uh you know uh it's hard for them to get information in any kind of timely way um it doesn't- m- um make uh me anyway that confident in them how those public health clinics, how many people would a, a regular public health clinic be able to vaccinate in a day? Iris, do you have any idea?
3: I have no idea. Justin? I really do not know, because I would, I would think a lot would depend on um, how, how well people are educated about it. My own patients look to one of two places. They look to our office to get it or to the pharmacies to get it. Justin? So I'm not certain that there's a good awareness that those, these clinics even exist.
1: Uh, Justin, do you have any idea how many people a public health clinic could, could do in a day?
2: I don't know the the actual number, but I do know that there are fewer clinics that are operating this year uh, than previous years. And, you know, you take a a city like Mississauga, there's one public health unit operating a flu clinic for uh, a large portion of the population. So I think it speaks to this is complementary. We are all in this together. We need all of the primary care physicians who are participating with flu clinics, um, as well as pharmacies and public health to get as many people vaccinated. I know in Ottawa, there was a wait, uh, over 10,000 people, um, and appointments were booked to the end of November, and they only launched their clinics last week. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, somebody, a colleague at work is going through a public health clinic, and they have an appointment at the end of November. Uh, before I uh, get to the phones, okay, so uh, do you think, Justin, that the allocation of 20% to
2: pharmacies was the right one? I think we're seeing changes in demand patterns year over year. We administered over 1.4 million doses last year. We're uh, very accessible and uh, certainly a convenient option. I'm not advocating for taking away doses necessarily from any other part of the system because I do think we want to ensure everybody is at capacity uh, in the healthcare system in providing vaccinations so that we can raise the overall provincial advocacy rate. But I do know that pharmacies uh, are... Doing more of these administrative uh, vaccines every single year. And we should look at what is the right uh, allocation for pharmacy and for other providers. And particularly as we prepare for the COVID vaccine, uh, as we're hearing in the summer months, we want to learn from this experience and make sure that the demand uh, matches the supply um, going into that.
3: Okay, ultimately, uh- this is an issue of inventory agility. We should ask Walmart how it's done. If a store is selling more of a certain good, they immediately ship it to that store. That's exactly the type of system we need in place here.
4: Okay, let me, uh, let me let me hang on.
3: Shoppers, but, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let uh, me
1: just—I've uh, got people waiting, and I've got to take another break. So uh, let's just uh, get one of our calls before the break. Diane in Riverdale. Hi,
4: Diane. Hi. It's great calling you. Um, I just want to say that I did get my shot. Um, I live in a seniors building and I was going to phone my doctor regarding get, uh, getting a flu shot and I found out they were doing it in the building. So it was very convenient and I just uh, feel awful for other people that have, you know, are going through a lot of frustration trying to get shots. So um, I'm glad I got that out of the way. And I think I called a few years ago. I forget whether I was talking to you or Jane about I was hesitant to get a flu shot because years before I had a bad reaction to it and uh, the last few times nothing really that bad
1: well exactly uh thanks for your call diane i'm glad you got your shot
4: thank you have a wonderful day thank you thank you bye-bye
1: bye-bye okay let's begin with the call from linda in hamilton hello linda hello thanks for taking my call you're welcome go ahead I tried. I made an appointment with my doctor about a month ago, actually, to get a high-dose flu shot, and they did advise me at the time, November 11th was the date, that they may not have it in. They weren't sure how many um, doses they were going to get. So in the meantime, I have um, cataract surgery scheduled for the 9th, so I went to my local pharmacy, very, very small little one. She said, I think I'm getting some in. I'll take your name and number, and last
3: Friday, I got my high dose
0: good
1: for so now you my problem is trying to get hold of my doctor whose lines are on un- you know understandably busy to tell him time, you don't need it to tell him i don't need the appointment <laughs> well well so I, happy I'm, for me yep i'm sure th- that eventually you will maybe you can even uh send an email thanks linda thank you okay so um let me get this sorted out. Yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, the premier told, said, Rexall, you know exactly how much you were getting. Is that in fact true, uh, Iris? Did you know exactly how much you were getting?
3: Not at all. So we put it in an order for 400 doses after we received our initial 160, and then we received 200 doses. So the fact is, it's very difficult to predict. And I think. You know, with with respect to Toronto Public Health, they are doing the best they can in an unprecedented situation. It's not like there's an, a written guidebook of what to do. They reasonably purchased twenty percent more vaccines, which is exactly what the numbers would have predicted. But what we didn't foresee is that because it's a hotspot, the demand would be in, increased by five hundred percent, and people want it. They're afraid, so they're worried about the potential for a twin demic. And I think with good reason,
1: John, did you get the amounts that uh, you ordered?
4: Yeah, we did early on. Uh, We were getting, uh, uh, you know, the amounts that were requested where I found we had some issues or our our subsequent orders were delayed a bit. So if you went through that first batch very, very quickly, uh, you might be out before you got your second batch. We anticipated it would come a little bit uh, quicker uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I've been on the show before uh, talking about this. We were in pretty good supply early on, I found. Where we uh, are starting now, I think, to have, uh, in my practice anyways, the first uh, you know signs of having some supply issues.
1: I, I, it also seems to me, I mean, uh, it's interesting, John, that you say you have high dose, that at the beginning it was harder to get the high dose. And were, I talked to here on the show, a, a number of people who said they wanted high dose, but they ended up going with the regular because their provider didn't have it.
4: Yeah, if you recall, uh, in the first kind of couple of weeks, high dose, we went through that very, very quickly. And then that's again, you know, it speaks to the replenishment. So we were delayed on the replenishment of the high dose. So we ended up giving uh, a seniors quadrivalent vaccine if they, uh, you know, opted into that. Uh, And then we got our subsequent high dose supply. So now actually, you know, I have high dose. I mean, eventually it will run out until unless we get uh, replenished. But, you know, for the foreseeable few days, uh, we still have enough to vaccinate kind of seniors in my practice.
3: What I would suggest is that for seniors who are facing obstacles in getting the high dose, it is important to get the regular dose vaccination. What matters more is that you get it on time rather than wait for the high dose. The timely vaccination is what's more important here. And I'll add, it's a good opportunity to get updated for your pertussis vaccine. That's the whooping cough. There are thousands of cases every year of that type of pneumonia. And moreover, the pneumonia vaccination, if you're over 65, that is a covered vaccination. Both of those are actually.
1: Okay, let's hear from Brian in Toronto. Hi, Brian.
2: Uh, thank you for taking my call. Great topic, great show as usual.
4: Thank you. Uh, my comment is interesting because, you know, what? I've been getting a flu shot for the last 25 years, and every year a lot of people I know say, oh, I'll never get a flu shot because it makes you sick, which, of course, we know is nonsense. Right. However, I think this year, as to what some of your panelists have said, people are afraid they're a little bit more sensitive, and the, the demand is, could never have been foreseen. Um, I, I've gotten my flu shot. I was able to get it from a doctor, and uh, I just think that the dem- its unfair to blame everything on the government. I think uh, I agree. I think that this demand <clears> was unforeseen, <throat> and there was no way of knowing.
1: Yeah, and he, and here's uh, thanks very much for that, Brian. Um, here's a, a question going forward: Assuming that next year at this time, by next year at this time, the pandemic will be over, how in the world are they going to try to figure out how much flu vaccine to get? for next year that's a question
3: (laughs) that's a question i'll step up to that plate what they'll do is what they always do which is look at this year to determine how much next year's supply should be so that's probably what will play a big role in it was the demand met what was the ultimate number needed and where was it needed
1: yeah, but it, it, but it, it's not going to be the same year if there's no pandemic. I, the other industries, and even uh, I remember how how long would it have been twenty twenty five years ago, started with something called just in time delivery. Uh, Justin, is is this impossible in in the pharmaceutical industry?
2: So in fact, that's what happens now. They're very responsive to what the situation is and where the demand is. Um, We get daily deliveries, um, even for the flu vaccine from the pharmacy wholesalers. And I think what really is going to be the test of all of this um, is: is this the new normal? Uh, Have we created the education and the awareness to such a degree where people now value and see the importance of getting the flu shot, not just because we're in a pandemic and we want to avoid? the uh, issue of the twin twindemic and, and protect ourselves. But uh, moving forward, will we see this still resonate with people about the importance of vaccinations?
1: Yeah, well, so how how are they going to figure that out? How are they going to know?
2: I think we'll have a good sense of that uh, from the data that happened uh, after we do a deconstruct this year. Um, I think looking at previous order history and polling, uh, we do public polling every year to see where Canadians are in terms of their probability of getting a flu shot. Um, this year we we did do polling and it showed that they would be uh, right in line with the numbers that the government uh, had published around a 20% uh, increase. So I think the government did the right thing in terms of the timing of placing the orders with the information they had. It was reasonable and responsible. No one could have predicted the 500% increase these are uncharted uh, waters, so you know we're not looking to lay blame here. I think it's important that we all work together constructively and collaboratively on solutions, and let's let's learn from this. Uh, let's make sure that we are meeting the demand uh, and and learn into uh, getting a COVID nineteen vaccine out to as many people as possible.
3: I have John, great concerns myself. John, uh, Sorry, yes. hi John.
1: Uh, do you think that uh, this is kind of a whole new? Ball game in terms of demand for the vaccine, or will it go back after yeah, this? Yeah, no,
4: I, I mean, I think no. I think this is going to be the new norm. Uh, you know, logistically, I'm already starting to worry if we get a COVID vaccine, how that's going to work. We saw what the demand looked like uh, for flu this year. I envision people camping out in front of my uh, stores uh, to get in line. If that's the way we're going to distribute the vaccine, so I think. Uh, Logistically, that's gonna be something entirely different. Uh but yeah, I think we're in the for the foreseeable future. This is the new norm. And I think pharmacists have really stepped up. They're doing the best that they can. We're going full tilt uh since the beginning of this pandemic. Uh COVID testing in my practice hasn't died off at all. So uh we're doing all of this in the context of a new, you know, a new piece of scope with with respect to doing asymptomatic testing for COVID patients also. So it hasn't it's been like nothing I've ever seen in in drug retail. I know patients are frustrated. It's hard to get through to the stores sometimes. Our lines are busy, but we've had to ramp up very, very quickly to meet all this demand.
1: Yeah, I still don't. I mean, I don't. Iris, are you confident that it's the demand next year will be the same as this year? Why would you think that?
3: It will be at least as much next year. I don't think COVID nineteen is going away anytime soon. And as far as the vaccinations for COVID-19, you know, the federal government has now invested in over a dozen different vaccinations for COVID-19, each of which has its own safety profile, its own efficacy, and its own dosing schedules. So I'm I'm concerned that we could be in deep doo-doo unless we have systems that are are documenting for seniors and adults especially exactly who has had what vaccine and when without that information and and organized in a way that everyone can access it, we may have a serious problem on our hands. Okay. As new uh, doses come out, new vaccines are, are emerge. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give
1: John and Justin 20 seconds each to wrap it up. Justin?
2: Well, I'm very proud of how pharmacists have managed their patients throughout the pandemic. Uh, we've remained open. We've stepped up to, to the plate, so to speak, to provide COVID testing. And I know pharmacists are doing everything they can to make sure that they serve their patients to get a vaccination during the flu season. And we look forward to uh, also be participating in the COVID-19 vaccine.
4: Okay. And John? Yeah, I just uh, urge our customers, be patient. Uh, We do have seniors uh, vaccine available in in some locations. Uh, If you could get in, try to get that vaccine. And I think the other message is never really too late to get your flu shot. So hopefully, Uh, the supply issues uh, sorted out relatively soon and we could get back to uh, vaccinating as normal.
1: Okay, Uh, thank you all. John Papastergio, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel and Justin Bates. Uh, That's all the time we have for today. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow with uh, hopefully a result of the U.S. election.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.